Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Do you ever suffer from fear of rejection? Like, does the two-letter word no bother you? Or when someone tells you no, does it sit with you for days on end? Well, friends, you are not alone because I have a fear of rejection from early on in my childhood, and that is where we're going on today's episode. So join me. Are you an ambitious Christian woman who feels like you've had success yet something is still missing? Do you wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time because you think if it is to be, it's up to me? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded with, let me drive. Then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me in the middle right here to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Then let's go. You know, when I was in second grade, I picked up the phone to call my friend Betsy to come over and play. And I could hear her as she told me to hold on so she could go ask her parents and I could hear her talking to her parents. So it was within earshot for me to hear their response. And somehow automatically my brain told my arm to move the phone away from my ear. So I wouldn't hear them say the word no. This memory was jogged for me recently as I was preparing today's conversation about the fear of rejection. And I marveled at how on earth I could have made it through 25 plus years of sales and business development and client relationships and account directing. But I was afraid of the word no. Do you ever suffer from that? Now, listen, I'm not talking about the kind of rejection that's traumatic, right? Although we know throughout the Bible that many of our heroes of the Bible, including Jesus, were rejected. But today what I want to talk to you about is how do we overcome this rejection? What does that look like? How do we do it? And I'm going to give you some practical steps for that, which is going to follow my four keys to redefine hustle. If you're watching this live, the link is right there. If you're listening to this podcast, the link will be down in the show notes. So here's the thing about rejection. While we know sort of instinctively that rejection is not about us, don't we sometimes take it very seriously? And I don't know about you, but sometimes the rejection sits with me. It lingers like for a little while. So how did I survive all that time around rejection? Well, I really turned it into a defense 
And as I did most things in my driving, striving and achievement chasing life, which if you've listened to the podcast, you know, I've shared a little bit about my background. I turned it into a grudge match. I turned it into a defensive response. And for a long time in my corporate life, and even somewhat into my network marketing business, I would hold on to that grudge and and take a very defensive stance like, well, I'm going to keep calling you or I'm going to keep asking you until you finally tell me no. Because just like we have a fear of rejection and the word no, many people are a little bit afraid to say the word no. So I would hold on to it like a pit bull. And in fact, that was my nickname when I was in corporate sales was Pitbull because I wouldn't let go. And I'm sure that I ticked off more than one prospective client with an attitude and an air of, I'm going to chase you down until you say the word no. I don't know if you've heard this before, but very often people will say, well, rejection is God's protection. Well, rejection is God's redirection. So let's take a look really quickly at some of the rejection that we see in the Bible. First of all, way back in the Old Testament, God rejected David. He actually rejected David's desire to build him a temple. And instead, because of David's missteps, he gave that opportunity to David's son, Solomon. So that was a rejection, but it was also a redirection. Think about Joseph. I mean, my goodness, here's Joseph who has this dream that he is going to be king or somehow in charge. And look at all of the times he was rejected. He was rejected by his brothers, sold into slavery. He rises up in rank in, in Potiphar's home. And then Potiphar's wife wrongly accuses him of rape. And then he ends up in prison. Like, all of these rejections over and over, but it was all part of God's redirection and plan. There is a, there's a level of completion that happens for Joseph through all of that rejection. And in fact, I talk about that in episode 105, and I'll put that link in the show notes so that you can go listen to that. But you know what, friends? Even Jesus was rejected. Let's review some of the ways Jesus was rejected. First of all, he was rejected by his own hometown of Nazareth, right? In John 1.11, it says that he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. We know that he was rejected by the Pharisees. We know that in his time of arrest, he was rejected three times by Peter, who loved him. But did you ever think about the fact that he was also even rejected by his own father, God, when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane and he's crying so deeply that his he's sweating and 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 it's blood. And he's asking the Lord, if this cup can pass me by, Lord, please, but thy will be done. God rejected the Lord. It tells us in Matthew 26, 38, in Luke 22, 44, again in Matthew 27, 46. But Lord's the but the the Lord's rejection of his son was about direction for his greater plan. You know, throughout the teaching that Jesus is giving to his disciples, as he's as he's giving them the mission and the great commission to go out and make disciples, he tells them in three places, in Matthew 10, 14, in Luke 9, 5, and in Mark 6, 11, that if they are rejected to shake the dust off of their feet. This was a symbolic indication that I'm done with that. 
and I'm moving on. If I'm accepted, I'll stay and teach. But if I'm rejected, I can walk away with a clear conscience knowing that I've done all that I can do. So in effect, as they were rejected, Jesus gave them the peace to know that they had done all that they can do. And then lastly, recently, I heard this, I read this quote by Mark Batterson, which interestingly relates to uh, episode 187 of the podcast, which dropped today about the parable of the sower. This is what Mark Batterson says. We worry far too much about the outcomes instead of focusing on the inputs. We cannot make things grow, period. <laughs> All we can do is plant and water. But if we plant and water, God promises to give the increase because only God can make those things grow. So how do we actually deal with and overcome rejection? How do we deal with the fact that not everybody is going to say yes to us? How do we even deal with the fact that some of them may be hurtful when they say no? Well, I've got four ways that you can do that. And it relates to our four keys to redefine hustle. So this is how we overcome rejection. Number one, define. Define is the first key. We've got to understand that only God defines us, not our achievements, not the yeses or the noes, not our work, not our client roster, not how many seeds we plant and not how many seeds actually sprout, not the outcomes, not the achievements. Only God defines us. And friend, he defines me and my gifts and talents differently than he defines you. Every one of us is so unique. So while we might get caught up in looking around and seeing everyone else seemingly getting the yeses, our journey is our individual journey. And he defines what success looks like. Did you know that he has already lined up those that are meant to work with you? He's already put your vision in their heart so that they can seek you because he knows that what you have is meant for them. It's meant to serve them. And so therefore, sometimes the no's are people that crossed our path and God had not meant for them to work with us. Sometimes the no's are not right now. You know, it was very popular when I was in my network marketing business to say, well, no means they don't know enough. And that's, that's great. And that's, that's a way that we can say, well, they just need to learn more. Um, but sometimes that also came with a little bit of spite on the end of it. Like, oh, well, pff, let them go off and wrinkle because they don't want my skincare, right? No, 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 friends. <laughs> if we are living in the truth that God defines us, then we know that the no is just part of the package. And it's never about us because we are defined only by he who made us. Number two direct. Let the Lord direct you. I know I'm a control freak and you might be too. And you want to control all of those yeses and nos. But friend, the yes and the no does not direct us. Don't take that rejection personally. Accept the no as part of the assignment. Here's a quote that I found. If you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. That's pretty heavy, right? But if we're allowing the Lord to direct us and we're walking out his assignment, then we know that the no's are just part of it. Just like we know that the obstacles we'll face are part of it. The brick walls we might run into are all part of it. 
it is all part of the journey of what he's given us to do to serve the kingdom. Number three is to be disciplined. If you listen to episode 187, like I said, drop today, I'm applying the parable of the sower to our businesses. And in fact, that was my live stream last week. We've got to stay diligent in working with God's direction and walking within his will. We've got to establish the daily discipline of giving him our first fruits and starting every day with him. When we do that, we are putting our day on the right tracks immediately so that when the no's come, which they will, we're not deterred. We don't take an exit ramp and we don't get a flat tire and end up on the side of the road. One of my clients recently said this about her new practice of starting her day with the Lord. She said, it's starting your day, checking in for alignment. Without it, you're reacting all day. Your day is living you. This pause guarantees your accountability to God's assignment. And without it, it's all guesswork. Operating in the void. I would say operating in the whims of the world and other people's decisions. So be disciplined in the work he's given you to do and start your day with him. Lastly, develop. Develop is our fourth key. And it's about allowing the Holy Spirit to teach us how to shake that dust off our feet and not take it personally. It's it's giving grace and forgiveness, if you will, to those who say no. It's about leaving those who say no, feeling good and honoring and respecting their decision. Because what I know is when we do that, those people who say no will either come back to us or they will feel good about having interacted with us, even in rejecting us, and they will refer us to other people. But we've got to allow the Holy Spirit to develop that in us, to develop the ability to let the nose roll off our back and be diligent in our work and in our sewing. It's about allowing the Holy Spirit to develop the the armor around us, if you will, so that the nose don't stop us. They aren't fiery darts that could knock us down, but that that rejection doesn't stop us in our work. It's just one more person that we've gotten to bless with whatever message or, or service that we have. And they've just chosen not to work with us. You know, one of the things that I learned early on in my network marketing business is that um, dealing with rejection is like saying no to a cup of coffee. So if you've ever been in a restaurant and you've had coffee or tea, you know that the server comes around and says, hey, would you like some more coffee? Would you like me to heat that up for you? And we might say, no, thanks. I'm okay. You don't see that server fall down on the ground, throw a tantrum, freak out and think that they've got to quit work because you said no. I'm not equating God's brothers and sisters, his children to a cup of coffee. But what I am saying is you don't have to let rejection stop you. If you embrace these four keys and you know that God is the one who gives us the strength, the Holy Spirit is the one who gives us the empowering and the equipping to do what he's called us to do, and that we can lean on the Lord, even in those hard moments of rejection to say, Lord, you have given me an assignment. Show me how to keep walking it out. And that is how we can overcome rejection. Friend, rejection is not going away. People are going to say no. But we can accept it, not take it personally, not internalize it, but bless and release that and keep moving to find those yeses. I hope that this inspires you today. And until we're together next time, I pray for and encourage you 
to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus as you build your thriving kingdom business. Hey, ambitious Christian woman building a thriving kingdom business. Do you ever feel like you've experienced success, yet you're still feeling empty and stagnant in your business? Does the hustle of business secretly fuel your adrenaline, but you wish you could do it with calm and joy instead of frantic, frazzled energy? Do you believe that God has a purpose for your business, but you're not sure how, or maybe you're a little afraid to actually let him lead? The right coaching that combines biblical truth and business principles with a personalized approach can help you break free from the overwhelm and overachievement that you're feeling so that you can walk out his assignment with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment. And that's what I do. Let's explore how I can help you tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus to grow your business and impact. Schedule your 15-minute discovery call with me today at erinharrigan.com slash discovery call, or click the link in the show notes. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, pursuing success as a Christian woman this week. Pray this show brings you value as an ambitious woman in business. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social media and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll experience the joy of learning to redefine hustle as you pursue success so your business produces much fruit and impacts his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever imagine. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. 